All right, man, let's get right into it, man. Salute to all the NBA community. Y'all are now rocking with the best. This is the best of seven sports talk. I am Seven Mitchell, man, and it's opening night. Y'all know the vibes and y'all know the drill is going down. We got so much to talk about, man, for the 76th season of the National Basketball Associated, man. Y'all know who I'm rocking. Y'all know how excited I am. King James, the Lakers, they playing right now as we speak. So y'all know I'm ready to turn up, man. We live streaming right now from the YouTube channel. So again, salute to everyone. I'm joined tonight by a very special guest, man. Please get familiar with my brother, man. He has been doing his thing. He has his own platform as well. He's on YouTube doing his thing. He's the host, one half of, of the Sports to the Wire podcast team. My guy, Rasheed White, is in the building joining me. Rasheed, I appreciate you, man. Welcome to the Best of Seven. Oh, definitely, man. No problem, man. Anything for you, man. What's going on, audience? How you guys doing, man? Uh, it's going to be a start of the NBA season. I'm excited, especially for the first couple of games that we actually have on today. No doubt, man. We got a full plate, so you guys buckle up. We're not going to hold y'all too long. We know we got a crazy game already in real time, but we about to get into it. Tip off here on the best of seven. Sports talk, man. Make sure y'all smash that like button as y'all come in. Um, today's menu, we got a dope show on deck, man. We're going to tap in with Rasheed White, kind of do a little bit of backstory about his platform, Sports to the Wire, try to get a little bit of history of how he started and, you know, what type of content you guys can check out what he's doing, man. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, of course. This is his team. That's, a, that's right. I'm a Lakers fan, so... It's going to be a real interesting conversation, man. We're going to chop it up about that, man. We're going to give our NBA Finals early bird predictions, man. This is opening night. Like I said, we got a couple things to kind of break down. So let's get right into it, man. Rashid, let's start off, bro. Let's. I'm going to start off with you. I'm going to take it back. To, I'm going to take it to your home. Let's let's get into the Brooklyn Nets. And I think we should do it. Uh, I think we should level up and not just make it general about Brooklyn. I think we need to specify according oh, yeah. to the way you want to quarterback this situation. I think we need to target Ben Simmons and, and kind of break down what's going on with your Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons. What do you feel, first of all, Rashid, about the addition of Ben? Uh, I love it. I love it. He's a mis he's a matchup nightmare for most for most opposing uh, defenses there, man. Uh, as soon as he gets downhill, they're going to have to run an extra man on him. We have three-point snipers all over the place. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to really, really be hard to, to, to stop them. And I like the fact that uh, it takes a lot of the ball handling responsibilities off of Kevin Durant, off of Kyrie Irving, and where they can just, you know, he can get downhill and, and get them into uh, their spots. And it makes it much so much easier for uh, for for I'm sorry, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving there, man. You know, I'm really, really excited. Yeah, man, when you when you think about what he brings to the table on paper, great defender, good floor facilitator, good floor facilitator, three-time all-star, you know what I mean? He has size. But let me ask you this. Even though it was preseason, are you satisfied with the production that he's given now that he's in the uniform playing on the court? Because me, 
I'm good with the amount of assists and how he getting everybody involved. And I know this is a new team, but I need to see him put up more than seven points a game, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's never played basketball. He hasn't played in a year. He's not going to just get right into it. You know, it's, it's going to take some time to feel out how guys are actually guarding him. I mean, the way these guys uh, uh, play defense. Uh, people think that they don't play defense in the NBA. They do play defense in the NBA. They do guard. And it's just going to take him some time to to, to get adjusted, get reacclimated to everything. You know, I'm actually yeah. I haven't played basketball in like five years, and I'm going back out there. And you know, it's it takes time. It's just going to take some time to you get that feel. But you do have to kind of consider when you look at the backstory of Ben Simmons. It's always been about aggression or lack of aggression. I think being aggressive, you know, early on, even though you're trying to fill yourself out and it's early getting back, I think at least being aggressive shows that, you know I mean? You got the potential. Look at Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was out for what, two years and he came back. He wasn't efficient in his comeback, but he was pretty aggressive when it came to the offense. I'm not really trying to compare him to Ben. I just would like to see Ben be a little bit more aggressive, but it is early. I'll give him that benefit. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 you know, he had games where he had back to back 34 point games, the 42-point game in, um, in uh, Utah they actually had. And that was – that was it wasn't him just hitting a bunch of threes. It was just him doing what he do, get downhill and get to the basket. And you're right, it should be much more consistent. But I think he's a system basketball player. He wants to use his team to actually beat you rather than him doing it on an individual basis in a sense. So he's more like a – a Jason Kidd type of player. And I think guys put a lot of pressure on him to see, to want him to be LeBron James. And I just say, hey, let, let him morph into that over time. I mean, if that's what he wants to be, that's what he wants to be. But not everybody's wired like LeBron James. And there's a lot of pressure for him to be LeBron. I mean, because, you know, eventually he's going to retire, right? And that's a fact. Yeah. And I think they're looking for that next mantle right there. And when it comes to facilitating, I know he was compared to LeBron early on as far mm -hmm. as having that court vision yeah, um, and stuff like that. Now, your Brooklyn Nets, man, was the, really the big storyline in the offseason, one of the biggest storylines in the offseason when it comes to the NBA. You know, it was a lot of trade talks, demands, requests. It was so much going on. Are you surprised that we are now here and you guys are still, quote, unquote, unified? I'm not surprised. I did a video about that, and I said, and my prediction was Kevin Durant will be in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Uh, there's a lot of things that they actually had to to um, air out in a sense, though. And uh, are you going to hold – and this is from the owner in a sense. Are you going to hold Steve Nash accountable, Sean Marks accountable? Because um, I even questioned Sean Marks with some of the roster moves he actually made. I mean, I'm looking at how Memphis, Golden State, a lot of these other teams are finding these players in, in, in the 15, 16 – uh, uh, round of the you know picks of picks of the draft and all these players that's actually put. The, I said, why are we ain't getting these players over here, man? You know what I'm saying? Why are we not getting these guys? So, um, yeah, man, are you gonna you know if if it comes to firing Sean Marks and and Steve Nash, you know, or even like probably even trading Kyrie if he doesn't perform, then that's what actually has to be done in a sense, though. Yeah, let's lock into the personnel real quick, Rasheed. When you talk about um, you know, the GM and, and the head coach, you know, Sean Marks, when you look at the overall body of work since he's been to um, Brooklyn, what he came with, 2017? Yeah, I think 2016, 2017. 2016, 2017. 2017. Yeah. 
I mean, when you, I, I would, I would, I would argue that he's had a pretty, I don't want to say successful, but he's had a winning record. He's been pretty successful at that position, right? So, like, do you feel his biggest uh, failures have been the the roster, or maybe it's the actual uh, management as far as like the coach Steve Nash? Where were the biggest mistakes? Uh, it's hard to say with Steve Nash because, like, you know, when you go into a playoff series, I mean, these opposing coaches, they break your game down to the molecule. You know I mean? Do, to the molecule. You can't shoot or your free throw percentage, you can't go left, you can't pass left with your left hand. I mean, I mean, there's it's so many variables. I mean, they, they expose that, man. And when you have three impact players injured, and you're saying, hey, you know, they take the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands and Kyrie's hands and say, hey, Andre Drummond, you go ahead, you go beat me. Or Blake Griffin, you go beat me off the dribble and try to break a defense, which they can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not their roles. That's not what got them into the NBA in a sense, though. So it's kind of hard. I mean, Jason Kidd actually started off rough as a coach, and now he's actually turned out to be a good coach. He probably made some mistakes. But everybody wanted Steve Nash to make adjustments. But, I mean, really the biggest adjustment was spacing. You know, I mean, spacing is everything in basketball. And Steve Nash didn't have it last in, in the playoffs last year. I think he's the weak link, bro. At the end of the day, I don't I, – I, it's so hard for me to envision, no disrespect, just you guys getting to the promised land with him – not so much leading the charge because, you know, Kyrie and KD, they handle their business, but, you know, you still need some type of representation as a coach. I just can't see Steve Nash doing it. I just don't. But listen, if you take Ben Simmons out there, you take Joe, no Joe Harris, and you have Seth Curry on one leg. I mean, they know this in the scouting report. Seth Curry's on one ankle. Go at him. You know what I'm saying? Let's get at him on defense, on, on, on offense. He can't play defense. He can't move laterally. You know what I'm saying? I just and then you have um, Bruce Brown can't shoot. You know they're going to expose this. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. They, the way they break your game down, they break it down to the molecule. That's how I can mo- mainly like predict who's going to win a series, who's not going to win a series. I'm going to look at all the shooting percentages of this person, the foul uh, free throw shooting. And I'm going to look at all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? Nah, they don't have this. They don't have that. They can't shoot. Um, Free throws are going to be an issue if it comes to a tight game. I mean, Nicholas Claxton went 0 for 10 from the free throw line. I was like, yo, I know, 0 for 11 from the free throw line. So do you feel like it's make or break season for for Coach Nash? Yeah, I mean, he has to. I mean, again, it depends on the injuries, you know, because it's like you have Ben Simmons out or you have KD that goes down for a significant amount of time and – you know, you're asking Royce O'Neal to say, hey, I need you to go get me 20 points and three or four dribbles. Not going to be able to do it. He tried that in preseason, you know, like put the ball on the floor and try to take it to the basket. He got stripped. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what really got him into the NBA in a sense. Not a real strength. Gotcha. This is the best of seven sports talk, man. Seven Mitchell with She White. We in the building opening night. Of the NBA, we chopping it up, talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Rasheed, your man has been disrespected over the last year and a half. I'm talking about KD. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. A lot of people have been on some what have you done for me lately type of shit. They are putting Giannis over top of Kevin Durant. 
as far as the best player or one of or the you know as far as the best players in the world. What's your reaction? What's your thoughts about people feeling like Giannis has surpassed KD in the ranks? If you want to go by player and skill set, no, no, he's just not better than uh, um, they cancel each other out. I mean, getting downhill and uh, Giannis, that's the strength of uh, Giannis. And Kevin Durant can do that, but not like Giannis. But in terms of like ball handling, passing, shooting, free throw shooting, um, range, efficiency, efficiency, yeah. Yes, yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I started. That's why I said that's why I started this show because I was tired. I'm sick and tired of the media with their like trying to prop something up there when it's not real. Oh, Steph Curry's better than Kevin Durant. And no, he's not, he's not better than Kevin Durant. He's not better than KD. I'm sorry. <laughs> Given everything goes well, before we get off of this topic, let's say everything goes well for your Brooklyn Nets. Who do y'all see in the NBA Finals? This is a two-part question, right? If everything goes well, who do y'all see in the NBA Finals? And if things go wrong, what would probably be that one thing that's going to hold y'all back this season? Man. Uh, I would say the five position. You know, you still have Nick Claxton who can't hit free throws. If the game is actually tight, you got to take him out the game because he can't hit free throws. Um, Joe Harris, can he recover from two years ago because he had a meltdown uh, against the Bucks? Right. You know, uh, what was the other question there? I'm sorry. Who would you, if, if everything goes well and your guys make it to the finals, who do you predict, you know, meeting in that final round? Man, that's tough, man. I was, it, it's the, they got Boston there. I mean, in the finals, though, from coming out of the West. And oh, you're coming out the West? I mean, oh, in the West. Okay. Woo. I would say Golden State. I mean, they – oh, man, no, actually Memphis, man. If Memphis is actually healthy, I don't know, man, because you, you got – I mean, you look at Jaron Jackson Jr., man. I mean, he averages like 16.3 points a game. Um, he's a role player, man, and he looks like the second coming of Kevin Durant as a role player. Uh, John Morant's a problem, man. Uh, I mean, he's a beast, and then you, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Maybe Memphis or Golden State. It's so hard, man. It's hard. This is actually like in the East and the West. It, this is actually, I would say, in terms of parity, it's actually the most uh complicated, I actually, because it's like. You know, Brooklyn could make it there. Boston could make it there. Giannis could make it there. I mean, you know, the Bucks can make it there with Giannis. Philly. He's a problem. He puts a lot of pressure on your defense, man. Yeah. Um, the East is stat. He's just really watched. Yeah. Just watched how uh, good uh, Boston just performed against Philly. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. He dominated Philly. And it's a certain way you actually got to play against um, uh, against Boston, man, in terms of how they play defense. You know, you can't. Yeah. Hold the ball. You got to get right into it. Move the ball east-west. Uh, like I wouldn't even use James Harden as a point guard. In that. I got to watch the game. I just got back, but I'm going to re-watch that game. I want to see how James Harden look. I mean, is he still has uh, um, you know, his explosiveness in a sense. Though. Can he get his, by his guy in three or four dribbles? Because, I mean, I did a video where he couldn't. Scotty Barnes was locking him up. Right. But then you see Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam on the other end 
getting past their guys and three, four, three dribbles to the rim. So Unreal. that's the problem. What about, did you get a chance to see, I want to get into my Lakers. First All off, right. oh, I want man. to talk about Pat Bev. Yeah, I saw you so early on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tight right now. I got to talk to the bosses. Did you see Pat Bev defending Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I just think it's more about leadership. I mean, just about trying to keep the team together in a sense. Like, like, all right, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, you don't want like those type of issues or anything like that. Nah, man, you know, team chemistry in a sense, though. That's I think that's what it was really more about with Pat Bev. Just trying to defend Russell Westbrook as a teammate. But what Westbrook did right was poor leadership, though. I think you're right, though. I, I saw your show earlier. I was yeah, agreeing with I, I don't like fake shit. I don't like fake shit. I know you're gonna be political. I know you're gonna say all the right things. And 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 of course he knows more than I do about the situation, but I just feel like it's fucking fake, man. Russell is going to show his hand. Like they pretty much alienated him in the offseason with all these trade talks. So they ain't have no love for Russell. I understand Russell um, you know, wanting to separate himself, but you know, blame the management for that. Like, don't. Don't put the team in predicament. Like LeBron is chasing history, and this type of shit that you're doing coming off of the performance you had last year, I ain't really jacking that. So if Russell want to go, let him get the fuck out of here. But don't be nobody there wants him. excuses. Yeah, nobody. That's the problem, though. Nobody wants him. And then if you are going to have Russell Westbrook on your team, the team needs to be constructed in a certain way. You have to have floor spacing around Westbrook, though. You just do. You know, he just, yeah, he's hasn't really changed his game up. No, no, his pull up jump shot is, is there's no pull up jump shot. Uh, if you see the passes he actually throws, he doesn't really give it to players in like really good shooting positions. He'll throw it at their feet, you know, then right. they got to gather. And the way these, the way the NBA players today, the way they close out in certain teams, how they scramble to get back on that three point line is, is, is they're really good, man. They're, they're fast. You got to throw. Real clean passes to where these guys can get it up in a second or two. It's also expected this season that LeBron James, if all the stars are aligned, is going to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. When you look at that accomplishment, do you feel like that pushes the needle, Rashid, a little bit for LeBron in this GOAT conversation for those who are objective but feel like MJ is still number one? We had a heated conversation. I did a video about this already, man. And the comment section is lit, man. Um, I think he is the GOAT. And just you got to look at the hurdles that LeBron actually has to go through. MJ didn't have to go through in terms of having a good coach. Um, LeBron didn't have that really. And, and um, management, uh, the, the team where, I mean, where he actually had to um, play at Cleveland, you can't get free agents to actually come to Cleveland, man. I've been there a billion times, man. <laughs> it's just not I a vibrant I tried to tell people they tried to fault him so much for his first stint in Cleveland. I said, yo, he could not get no help. They was winning they 60 no games help there, and still man. couldn't get no free agents. But who's his next best for Booby Gibson? <laughs> I mean, he took that 07 team to the finals, man. Come on. Come on, you know how hard that is to do without having like another high percentage one-on-one player? And like I said, it just look at, I mean, Gary Payton gave Michael Jordan fits, man. Uh, he's 6'3", others like 190 pounds. Yep. You think you think Gary Payton's doing that to Luka Donage or, or, or Giannis or Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Ja, Curry? 
You know, and with the rules today, I mean, it's hard guarding these guys. Like I said, I'm going to do another video because there's a lot of guys that think that these players today really suck. And I'm going to show you that guys that this guys that actually try to make an NBA roster like Mike James, how good this dude actually is and the shot making that this guy is actually, I mean, with defense on them and them playing, they playing real deep. I know when somebody's playing real deep and when somebody's just like going through the motions. And um, I'm going to show you how good these guys are. Michael Jordan didn't have to face. I mean, John Stockton, I mean, is he better than, I mean, come on, than John Morant? The speed, the athleticism, yeah, is, it's you can't compare. Can't compare it. Can't compare it. Can't compare. Can't compare. Can't compare. What about this guy? Great. I don't know. Yeah, because see, the thing is, his body language, man. I was watching one of the preseason games, and he just looks disinterested, man. He just and it looked like he got heavier in a sense, though. You need to be light, you know, because you guys, you know, he's gonna get switched on to John Moran and Steph, and he's gonna have to play a lot of the perimeter. And you got Jokic there. I mean, he can shoot threes, and you know, he just looks disinterested, like he's just going through the motions. And um, this is another another player that that the media try to prop up. Like, he's the best player on my top five player, Anthony Davis. I'm like, listen, if you start a roster from one through five, Anthony Davis is not making your top your, your five. You're going to back those players up. He's not making your backup. <laughs> so you got a seven. You want to pick any player in the NBA. He's not making your 17-man roster in terms of, like, the best, like the best players in the NBA. He's just not. What's fucked up about this whole shit is AD dropped off from the fucking face of the earth after he won his championship. Like you he got his see money, any he got his money, just like a lot of players. You've seen this with Darren Williams. Um, got his yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same feel. Got my money. I'm set for life. He's not. See, not everybody's wired like LeBron and MJ. It's, it's not. It's about legacy for those guys. Right. But a lot of players look even like I was. You know, a long time Nets fan. Uh, uh, Travis Outlaw, Portland Trailblazers, you know, doing this thing gets a, uh, I think it's like a four-year, thirty-five million dollar contract. <laughs> Nothing from them anymore. That's it. Got his money. So that's that's one of the things you got to kind of worry about. Even like like I said with Jordan Poole over here, you know, I mean, he plays contract year. These guys play. They show up when they get their money. Then it's like, all right, yeah, all right. They take their foot off the gas. Not about legacy. Speaking of Jordan Poole, when it comes to the situation with him and Draymond Rashid, how uh, impactful do you think that is? And do you think that's going to affect Golden State in the long run? <sighs> I mean, if 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 uh, Jordan Poole could take it, you know, put his ego aside, but he had that coming to him, man, because I watched a lot of Jordan Poole. And he talks a lot of shit. And I was saying like seven months ago, I said, I just want to punch this dude in his fucking face, man. <laughs> this is something about, he just talks too much shit, man. He talks a lot of shit. He do. I've definitely heard stories about how arrogant and how arrogant. Very arrogant, very cocky. Just just like, ah, right, he was in the G League. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's even like a, 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 a high lottery. You know what I'm saying? Just come on, man. He just, see, he had that coming to him. I don't condone violence and shit, you know, but I mean, he, he had that coming to him. But what about the flip side? Let's keep this shit real. Like, is Draymond, in your opinion, more of a, a asset state? Because the shit that they was going off back in the day as far as him being the heart of the team and this, that, and the third, I feel like Steph and Clay, just those two guys alone, 
they done generated their own heart. This it's not the same Draymond. No, no, you telling me you you need you need that emotional support. Like if um them guys, you think them guys still need that? The younger guys probably need like Andrew Wiggins needed. Yeah, uh, but not um, Steph, Steve and Clay. Yeah, yeah, not Steph and Clay, but this is the the younger guys in a sense though. Like what happens with because there'll be times I'm playing with young players. And let's say if the players hit like three or four threes on them in a row, they'll be like, oh, "You got to tell them like, yo, yo, keep playing, don't worry about it, keep playing." Like, like you got to like, like you know, it's a game of streaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not gonna keep hitting like that for like you know, or if they do, they do. Sometimes it's just their night. But like this, I seen young players. They don't want to play defense anymore. They just they they put their head down. So yeah, you need that kind of leadership for the younger guys to say, "Hey, yo, just." Keep your head up, man, and, and just keep playing. He sets screens. Um, he plays within his realm. He doesn't try to do too much. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So um, you need, you know, there's, there's players where they think they are all that, in a sense, though, you know, when they're not. Right. So, I mean, Draymond knows his role. And when you on a championship run, that's really, really valuable in a sense, though. Y'all already know what it is, man. This is the best of seven sports talk, seven Mitchell in the building. I'm joined with Rasheed White, host of Sports to the Wire podcast. Now, Rasheed, let everybody know. Give us a little bit of backstory on your platform, how you got involved with this part um, of basketball, this side of the basketball things, and um, what type of content can people expect under your umbrella? Well, I try to be real pragmatic with it, man. I mean, I just try to, you know, keep it real as much as possible. I've been watching the game of basketball for about 25 years, playing for 25 years, just watching all these great players and like listening to like guys like Hubie Brown and taking notes. And I'm actually coaching a team in a sense, though, uh, in, in December at this tournament. Um, so, I mean, basketball is my life. We just, you know, we talk hoops. And uh, break down, you know, you know, try to give you real, uh, like, basketball analysis in a sense, though, without all the emotions and without all the biases, pretty much, though, you know. That's dope. You may not like it. People may not like it. Like, they don't like my take on, I think, LeBron is the GOAT over MJ. I don't like LeBron. Jason Kidd is my favorite player, you know. But I tell people, I say, hey, if you say, I'm going to start a team up and I got a choice between – uh, uh, John Morant, Steph Curry, or or um, Jason Kidd, even though Jason Kidd is my favorite player of all time to this day. Sorry, J Kidd, you know, I love you and everything, but you just not, you're not fucking with John, <laughs> you're not fucking with Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the, that's the thing. I just take all the emotion out. I ain't gonna tell you Anthony Davis is the top five player, so, even when he was the Pelicans. I'm thinking he's not that type of he's just that's it's not him, he's just right. not. Keep it in the stack. Keep it in the stack. Yes. Now, I do love the um, chemistry that you have with your co-host because y'all have your own identity on the show. Like, y'all don't co-sign everything each other says. Like, y'all oh, yeah, definitely because, speak your yeah. own shit. Um, where did that relationship report come from? If you can kind of talk to us about, um, you know, your partnership and, and has it always been like that as far as chemistry? And if y'all ever done things before and, and it's always been that chemistry. We played, we, I met him playing basketball. We played hoops together and everything. Him and I played hoops. And, uh, and you know, he has his, you know, he's really, uh, he has this, you know, way of thinking in a sense. We just, before I came on this show, we had just got to say he had a debate over this whole GOAT thing. And I'm like, 
he just wasn't understanding where I was coming from. And, you know, like I said, I'm just giving you my perspective on it, that the you can't say that MJ's the GOAT when, to this day, when he hasn't faced these caliber of players that, if you, like I said, if, the, if, the, if you still had John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek type players, and Nick Van Axel type players, and I said, yo, I agree with you, MJ's the GOAT. But to, he hasn't faced a Giannis. He hasn't faced a Ja. He hasn't fa faced a, a Golden State Warriors team with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. Ain't nobody was beating that team, man. I mean, it's, people make I – mean, they, they they crazy, man. You know, <laughs> just, I, I just try to get the facts, man. So, yeah, we got we got really good chemistry. Sometimes we agree. And a lot of times we don't dis we, we don't agree. Part of the game, man. But y'all definitely over there making magic, so keep it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, last topic before we get up out of here, just a real quick question, Rasheed. When it comes to NBA expansion, I know it's been talks about the Seattle uh, city possibly getting the team back. Do you have a preference, or would you like to see a specific city get an NBA team soon? Yeah, Seattle, they should have one, especially if it's like a basketball city. I don't know about Vegas though, because that you know LeBron wants to do something in Vegas, but is it about? Yeah, I think it's a basketball city. So either Seattle or or uh, Las Vegas, but you know that's something that the owners got to vote on, and, and they got to you know that's going to be tough, man. Because then you're kind of throwing, you know, you got to move a team to the east, and I don't know how it throws everything out of whack in a sense though. Would you need like you know two teams in a sense though, and you know they got to look at the whole. Yeah. You think LeBron is going to get in that door? Do you think they're going to let LeBron in that door? Whew, I, I don't know, man. Tough. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's 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 a good old boys club. And uh, it's a lot of ego. First of all, LeBron is going to need the money. He's only worth like $1 billion, You know, you're going to need like, like, like $15 billion, You know what I'm saying? Because you it's a business and you got to cover expenses, salaries. Uh, he's gonna need a group of investors. Uh, he probably can get that together, but I mean, this he, he guy, got, he's on trajectory, he's on pace. It's, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If there's anyone that's 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 you know formatted doing, he's on pace. But like you said, at the end of the day, man, that's a that's a tough hill to climb if the people don't want you involved. Yeah, they don't want you there, they don't want you there, you know. And uh, and like I said, this guy's right now that's actually trying to buy an NBA team right now, and it's really, really. Really, really hard to actually uh, to get in. But we'll see. We'll see. No doubt. Time tells everything. Rashid, I appreciate you, bro, for coming through, man. Let no everybody problem. know where they can follow you at on social media and where they can check out your show. Don't have any social media stuff set up, man. It's a, it's a one-man show here. It's yeah, Plus, I work a full-time job. But Sports to the Wire, I know the name sounds corny, but every name – I can actually think of the start of the show is when taken, 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 taken. I'm like, God damn, man. <laughs> but yeah, sport it, to the wire. I love it, man. I love it. Salute to you. Salute to the co-host, man. I got to have both of you guys coming back um, definitely before the season is out, man, because it's going to be so much to talk about. We got so many stars coming back from injuries. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. A lot of storylines. So it's yeah. up. It's 76 season, no question about it. Yep, absolutely, man. Just yeah, anytime, just let me know. Because even like probably in a couple of weeks or something like that, because I know he wanted to get on. Oh, but yeah. His, yeah, his battery is low, and yeah. We'll figure out the availability and um, 
you know, I'll definitely have you on. Now that the season started, I'm about to get in heavy rotation uh, with the schedule. So we'll figure shit out. No question yeah. about it. But salute to Rasheed White, my bro, man. I appreciate you once again. Big up again to the NBA community, man. I'm Seven Mitchell with the best of seven sports talk. Make sure y'all smash that like button before y'all get up out of here. And we are signing off. Getting back to this game. See if LeBron can beat Steph Curry tonight. Man. Yeah, I'm going to watch that right man, now. Shit right now. All right, man. I'm out of here, man. Y'all stay safe. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. All right, man, I want to thank you guys for listening in to another episode of the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I'm Seven Mitchell, man. Make sure you follow the show to be sure to be notified about the next episode. Also, I'll put the link tree link in the description so you can follow us on social media as well as donate and contribute to our platform. See you guys again on the next episode. Peace.